And we hit the record button and... you distracted me with your your grunt at the end there i was about to start fade and then you just hit us with a <laughs> i uh i had to look away and laugh so i didn't ruin the beautiful music all done <laughs> hello everybody and welcome to this halloween eve edition of the hidden oaks overdose of football fix podcast spooky, spooky indeed um I am one of your lovely hostesses the garlic johnson we are joined by our other lovely hostess the joshua mitchell josh you know what to do. Hi, folks. Thanks. All right. Oh, we have an email address. If you'd ever like to reach out to the show, hiddenoaksoverdose at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash hoodpod, or our voicemail box is 763-220-0402. We have the segment start times down in the description below, just in case you don't want to listen to the whole thing or you only are interested in little bits and pieces at a time. Totally understandable. The segment start times are down there for you. Skip around as you please. And thank you to Mr. Levi Oki for the beautiful illustration everyone can currently see. Levi Oki illustration, all one word, is his Instagram handle. Hit him up if you need something beautiful. How many people do you think have actually hit him up? Oh, I'm going to go with a full zero. A full zero. So a full zero. Mm-hmm. As in like bolded and then you like copy it, put it in paint, and then this you... This is like 72 point font. This is a full zero. Yeah, but then you put it in paint and then you use the fill option and then you put the same color oh, in the so center. Oh, so it's like a black hole. A yeah. black oval. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'd, okay. I'd say Perfect. It's that much no, of a whole zero. Great. And that's about how much appreciation I have for this podcast too. Ouch. That stings. Yep. Um, how you doing, Josh? Great. How are you, Gar? I'm doing wonderful. How was uh how's your mac and cheese? You're just devouring straight from the pan. So good. What uh any special kind of cheese? I know you said you buy the off brand noodles, so did No, it... no, no, they're craft. Well okay, excuse me. I don't go out there and buy good choice noodles. I'm not poor. <laughs> I have a four oh two K. A four oh two K? I don't know. I mean that's that sounds better than what I have. I got a four hundred one k cooking right now. It's not getting any income, but it's there. It's so, there. It it's existing. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you doing anything for Halloween tomorrow night, Josh? I'll probably be at Ben's house watching the football game. Ooh, Ben's having a party. No, it- it's his last day of being single before his wedding on Friday. Oh, his wedding's on Friday. Ooh. So yeah, we're gonna take his virginity. I mean, we're going to um, get together, hang out. He's not doing a groom's dinner, like um, just to save money, and I don't uh, don't blame him for that. And so we're going to be uh, just going over to his house, hanging out, having some food, chilling in the hot tub, that sort of thing. Sounds like a lovely Thursday evening, Josh. Yeah, clothes optional. Well, I was gonna say almost clothes not allowed, but at least they're optional. It's kind of cold outside. I guess if someone wants to be a sissy, they can cover up. But 
Shrinkage is real. Shrinkage is real. All right, Josh. Uh, you want to roll right into the hot takes? Yeah, mine as well. Uh, I noticed you uh, are not participating in the hot takes this week. That is correct, sir. Okay. I don't have a hot take for this section. We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, my hot take for the week is that Joe Flacco doesn't play another game for Denver. Uh, he joined. He got traded there. He was still on his Baltimore deal. He kind of came out against the coaches. Not a very popular thing to do in uh, John Elway's regime. Um, if they could cut him at the end of the year with no dead cap. So I'm thinking Joe Flacco goes elsewhere. We'll see. Probably. Fan Tasty Zone. Brought to you by... The Kraft macaroni and cheese I have already eaten. And also brought to you by the Strawberry Arnold Palmer that I can't open just this second because I was writing something down, but... Writing segment start time. That's what we do around here, Josh. Key hmm. injuries. What do you got for key injuries, Josh? Well, D.D. Westbrook, he's one. Unsure if he's going to play. Joe Flacco's another. His career might be done, they're saying. Joe um, Flacco's career? Well, they said season, potentially career. No. So we're going to go for it since we like to report extremely. Oh, I have to. We have to. Yeah. So his, his neck fell off. James Conner, AC joint sprain. He's limited. Um, potential for him to miss some time or be limited in the games as well. Chase Edmonds is going to be missing some time. That's hence the reason for the Kenyon Drake trade we're thinking. Mm -hmm. uh, Brandon Cooks, his head is all scrambled. And Andy Dalton's pride. Yeah, it was a late minute addition. I just I felt like I had to put it in there. Now let's just yeah, because I'd seen that too, and he had mentioned a part of getting a trade if he would have found out earlier. The instant thought that came to mind is Chicago. I I heard that on KFan on the way here. Someone said Andy Dalton would be the starting quarterback for the Bears next year. Well, I could be the starting quarterback for the Bears next year with how Mitch Trubisky's playing. That's probably true. Who else would be a good fit for the Bears? Just a quick digression. Um. Ooh, Ryan that, Tannehill, maybe. Ooh, you don't think he'll take? A, you don't think he'll hold on to that Tennessee job? Well, or Marcus Marcus Mariota, I guess. I forgot. You know, one of those two. Sure. Um, Nick Foles. Um, once he comes back, because I don't think they're going to get rid of Gardner Minshew. If he can, they're do not going to get rid of the stash, bro. If they, if he can do what um, Nick Foles is doing, essentially on a rookie contract, they're you know they'll get rid of Foles. Sure. Um, I don't know. Honestly, go through all the other 31 teams and you could find a better quarterback on that roster, even if it's not a quarterback. Yeah, Julian Edelman might sign up. Yeah, absolutely. Big. It's my time. All right, well, those were the key injuries. I don't know. I can't think of I'm sure we would have wrote down anything else major. Um, Akib Tlaib got traded to the Dolphins on the trade deadline yesterday. That was the biggest deal of the century. I mean, it essentially just like ends his career. You got to think. I mean, not ends his career, but like. I wonder what he's doing. He's sitting there. He's just like, oh, you know, I'm in a decent position here. Got a good team around me. Hey, you've been traded to the Dolphins. All right. Where's my gun? Going to go get arrested. Right. Yep. Um, yeah. I mean, the trade deadline was very anticlimactic this year, which mm -hmm. is fine I mean, by me, I guess. I mean, I think there's a lot of speculation coming out. Like they, we saw, we all saw it that Le'Veon Bell might get traded. Didn't happen. <laughs> They were talking about Trent Williams getting shopped. That didn't happen. Apparently, he reported, though, to a, the Redskins. So Yeah, and then he failed his physical. Well, you know, big boy's been out. Of, he's been out of the game just a tad. Probably had one too many Twinkies, you know, watching the well, games. Well, it's because his helmet hurt or something. I don't know. His helmet hurt? I, I saw the headline as I was out, like, getting ready to come home from work, and I was like, that's odd. But, yeah. Did we have any... I see unknown next to the voicemail. Right. We did get one. It came from, like, a, a blocked number. Is it a um, cryptic message? 
I don't think so. I mean, I, I didn't get a chance to listen to it because it came in right as I was driving over. So we did not get any emails this week. Um, did not get, as far as this second is concerned, we did not get any interaction on the Facebook post, which is totally acceptable. People, is it have, your mom? You stopped answering <laughs> your phone, so she started to call the podcast to get a hold of you. <laughs> My mom doesn't know that the podcast exists, and I like to keep it that way. So I know it, what I'm it, getting her for Christmas. <laughs> Just a link, just fa- just send her a piece of paper. No, I'm gonna PR. do what Walters did, and I'm gonna get a USB, oh, a USB. drive. <laughs> That'd be a lovely little secret, Santa. All right, so we did get a, vo- a Google Voice. Um, I hopefully I have the volume up well enough. But hold on, we gotta play the sounder. You've got voicemail. All right, here we go. Yeah, hi. This is Trevor Leahy, long time listener, first time caller. Uh, I just have a couple quick questions for you guys since you uh, set up this voicemail box. Uh, question number one. With the new double, uh, excuse me, with the new NCAA rule change where players can now get paid for their likeness, how do you think that will affect the NFL? Uh, do you think players are likely to stay in college longer? They can start making money there instead of trying to get drafted as soon as possible for that payday. I'm curious on the garlic and Josh's thoughts. Uh, second question for you guys. You only get Who one question, sir. Oh, um, as a mind. fantasy player, I should try and stash now if I think I'm going to be in the playoffs. Um, so someone I should have on my team to try and win some playoff games that might not be owned in all the leagues. I'm curious to see what Josh and Garlic have to say about that as well. Appreciate you guys. All right. Bye-bye. That was uh, Trevor Leahy, apparently. So, long-time listener. Have you ever met Trevor Leahy? I don't know who that is. I'd rather not meet that person. He had a beautiful voice, though. you gotta give him, got to give him props on the voice. Absolutely. I remember my first cold. Um, <laughs> so, did you, do you remember what the questions I just jotted down? Little bullets. Do you remember what uh, Trevor asked? Well, the first one, um, I honestly don't care. Um, actually, I don't remember any of them. <laughs> the first one was about the NCAA. And oh, yeah. They can I, be paid for the likeness now. Yeah, I know why I forgot that question because I, I don't think it'll matter because the NFL, you're going to get a much higher payday involved. Yeah. And then it's also, I, mean, I can't think of a single person that says, I can't wait to get to the NCAA for my likeness money. They're, they want to go to the show. They want to be there. A year, extra year in college, extra chance for injury. Um, if they have high draft stock, they're going to, you know, I think that they're going to take that advantage. I mean, it's not like the NBA where they can, they have to be there for a year, but most most players already stay for three years anyways. So no effect, you're saying? I don't think it'll have any effect on it, no. All right. Yeah, I guess I I'd obviously never played a sport, let alone a college sport, I assume. I got my initial thought was that maybe people would stay and finish out their degrees because we are seeing that a lot of more football players are having shorter NFL careers, not because they aren't playing well enough, but just because they're retiring early. Andrew Luck, perfect example of a man who had his whole future in front of him in football. He's like, nope, I'm actually done. And Andrew Luck is a very smart gentleman. Well, a lot of players will go in the off season and they'll get their degree. Um, they'll do it after they retire. So there's still that option. But I mean, if you think about just like um, positions like running back and um, maybe not linemen as much, but running back's a big one that comes to mind at um, the short shelf life for running backs. Um, if they get an extra season or two in the in, in college, they're getting you know 300 touches, 200 touches that they they could have saved for the NFL a little bit uh, more tread on the tires if they were to go at the regular time. 
instead of staying around for NCAA likeness. Sure. Yeah. I was just curious um, what you thought about that. And then, so the next question that Trevor asked was about fantasy playoff stash. Let's say you're a guy who thinks he's going to make the playoffs in fantasy league. Who do you stash to try and have good matchups come week 14, 15, maybe 16, depending on your league? Honestly, I haven't thought too much about it. Um, he, they mentioned not owned in a lot of leagues. And since we have a 14 person league, we have a lot of people who are already owned. <laughs> well, it's only four more players than we had in our, I guess, 12 man league. Um, I guess I can't really think of it. Um, some guys that come to mind like Kareem Hunt. Um, he's probably not owned in a lot of leagues because of the eight game suspension. He might be a good pickup. Um, somebody, a lot of those, we're seeing a lot of the wear and tear injuries come in. So um, running backs, stashing the handcuffs for some of those guys that you may not think go down. So um, I already forgot the guy's name and Tony Pollard. Um, so getting those guys just to be just to have that extra opportunity come playoff time. Sure. So just pick up the extra handcuffs that it might be laying around like an Alex Madison, Tony Pollard, whoever yeah. the hell backs up CMC. I don't even know their name, but um, I think it's CMC cmc backs up himself yeah you know that's probably true yeah he's, he's he's enough talent for two people yeah i mean I, I i think that's that's a fair thing to say i haven't thought too much about it myself either um i know the jets have a pretty favorable schedule going into it then i think the giants have two good games like week 15 and 16 so i mean if you really want to gamble on having jets and giants just rotting away on your bench go for it um but yeah i i guess i haven't put too much thought into it either but that was trevor Leahy. um any other thoughts on on Trevor Josh before we move on? Um, no, hope you got your grade ten. <laughs> I don't think he got his grade six, Josh. All, All right. right, we'll move on to the week eight Homer results. Um, writing things down. Okay, how'd the pack do this week, Josh? They won. How'd the Vikes do? They won. All right, week eight watchable moments. Any, no, um, Packers thirty-one twenty-four scores. You know, it's a seven-point game. You'd think it would be a little bit um, more lopsided with Mahomes being out. But as I said last week, um, that team is not just Mahomes. I mean, that team, their offense has a lot of weapons. And Andy Reid is the the quarterback slash barbecue whisperer. So he has a lot of um, – I mean, they show the stat that he has a ton of wins with backup quarterbacks already. Um, but, I mean, Green Bay's offense, they were they were pretty good um rogers continues to improve as him and lafleur get more in sync um i mean we've talked about him not being his 2010 2011 2012 prime um and, and that's still the case but by god that touchdown pass to williams as he was getting taken down and williams in the back of the end zone i was talking to my dad about it last night and he and i both agreed that 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 pass is not one that totes rogers just skill because he had to have had his eyes closed and everything dog was barking dog was barking microwave was left on oh fuck yeah um and you left metal in there oh yeah i'm sure the, the clothes had been sitting in the dryer for about 45 minutes so they're all fucking wrinkly at this point yeah no i mean it it was a great throw not many quarterbacks could make that throw but it was still a lucky pass to begin with um I'm, i won't i'm not that naive um I mean, some people that I've heard and read on Reddit, um, granted, take that with as much salt as you'd like, Brad, Brad. Um, <laughs> uh, that more exposed the Green Bay's defense and now Green Bay is going to start losing games because of it. Um, just another, I think that's um, 
Poo, Poo Diddley. Um, <laughs> Reed, Poo Diddley. We already talked about Reed and his backup quarterbacks. Uh, Kansas City has some very, very fast people. Um, and then the home field advantage always plays a role, even if it is, you know, um, a Mahomes-less home field advantage. Aaron Jones is good. I mean, I, I think my favorite gift that came from that game was his dad in the stands doing the whole jersey lift with the with the smug face. Um, and then this is where I'm going to plug my pulled my bold my pulled prediction my Packers bold prediction <laughs> we've got Adams as a clear-cut wide receiver one MVS is the wide receiver two for now wide receiver three Lazard and Kumero together they're one person at wide receiver three that's going to be the battle and the reason I said MVS for now is because I could see one of those two taking his spot at some point yeah, I mean, I definitely think so far Lazard has outplayed Kumara. I think he's just had more opportunities. Yep. But uh, so, yeah, I think he would win that battle. If MVS went down, it would definitely go um, Adams, Lazard, Kumaro. Yeah, I opinion. feel like Adams is, or not Adams, I feel like Allison is on his way out. Um, really? And and so going on to that bold prediction, I think Allison is going to be, not going to be on the roster next season. Really? Just gets cut? Yep. Sick um yeah I, I we all we kind of both write down notes for each game i i don't have any much um in addition to say than what josh said i just said it was a good football game it was a sunday night so prime time uh andy reed is no slouch he was the offensive guru before it was cool to be an offensive guru almost like sean McVay stands on the shoulders of andy reed certainly so that's the guy that's been sean doing McVay it could stand all over andy reed <laughs> he's, he's a mountain there's he's a mountain some, of a man there's some surface area there certainly um but yeah, so you know, Andy Reid knows what he's doing. Matt Moore, yeah, they're they're going to be just fine. If anything, the Vikings have a worse shot because Matt Moore gets just one more week of comfortability in the system and the scheme. So, who knows what'll happen? But Rodgers and company look good. I mean, there's nothing too flashy that game from either side, except for of course that one touchdown to Jamal in the back of the corner of the end zone. I watching the game. I'm sure everyone else had the same thought I did. It's like, oh, Rodgers just throwing it away, and then, and then all of a sudden, back corner of the end zone, you see Jamal, and then you see the ref go put his fucking arms up i'm like what to, to quote josh i'm like are you fucking kidding me um, that that was a direct quote um i guess uh another thing is that that screen pass to aaron jones um i think it was the one that put him up seven to give him the win eventually um 67 yard screen pass he was flying and then they showed a picture and he was looking back at the defender and you could just read it in his eyes I want to wave at this guy, but I was told I'd get fined. Yeah, the coaches put the kibosh on oh, that, yeah. certainly. But um, but yeah, so that was, I mean, that was a, it was a good game to watch. A little bit stressful at times, but YOLO. How'd the Vikings do on well, Thursday? Yeah, I would say the Vikings played almost a century ago in, in the football world at this point. They played last Thursday, beat Washington 19-9. Um, to 9. Game wasn't sexy, wasn't very exciting, not even pretty. Um, maybe we almost played down to the competition a little bit. The Washington Redskins came in one and six, left one and seven. But the game was never out of control for us. It was never at hand, no matter how unsexy it was. Um, in the first half, I think the first half ended seven nine nine seven. It was a very close score, low score at the at the first, beginning of the half, and then we had pretty much even time of possession in the first half. And Minnesota ran away literally with time of possession in the second half we held the ball for 22 minutes to washington's eight overall having time of possession or having 13 more minutes time of possession than them um so i think that's exactly what washington or what uh not washington what zimmer wanted to do 
he doesn't care about sexiness he doesn't care about stats we didn't get to you know kirk didn't have his revenge game of throwing all over the redskins and exposing them it was a game where we pounded the rock when we needed to and got a win and that's about the end of it yep no i mean i wrote the same vikings got a win as expected if they would have lost it would have been a shock um it wasn't sexy or a statement win by any means um and by that i mean you know ap he fumbled i believe um I, I i have a 50 50 shot because it's ap but um, i have no idea if ad fumbled i know Diggs fumbled i know Diggs fumbled um but it wasn't like a statement revenge game keenum or cousins so it was just more of a typical thursday night i'd rather be doing dishes type game yeah and i was doing something else at the time so i didn't get to watch it i actually rewatched it the next day just so i could quote unquote be informed for this podcast but yeah. not i was not sad i missed it on thursday night do you want to i'm going to add a mini segment to this week eight homer results sure on the way home from work today i don't know if you were listening to the um, program about four o'clock four fifteen. no i wouldn't have been in the car yet i got right. in the car at like they 430. were they were talking about they had dave sinekin on who's the green bay packers guy and it was paul church yep paul church is in for brer today yep and and i'm just gonna go ahead and let walters get his laughter out now before because he knows how much i hate that man and think that his takes are absurd this guy opened up a segment asking dave sinekin how he felt about the packers being favored by the refs as they clearly were I was like, are you, you're supposed to be a professional sports analyst and you're over here saying that the Green Bay Packers get favored by the refs. I understand that the Lions game is bad, but he was talking about the schedule, Mahomes' injury, and, now, and, and Dave Sinekin is just like, well, we don't control the schedule or the injuries, and it's not our fault that Sandy or Los Angeles Chargers are injured all over the place too. What do you want us to do? <laughs> um so I just wanted to take that little moment to rant and say, Paul Charchian, retire and drink paint. <laughs> uh, Josh, clearly uh, Charch got on your skin just a bit. The only thing I'll say is I don't know if he's necessarily paid to be a professional sports analyst. He's a stand-up comedian and... Uh, he's not a stand-up comedian. Oh, I'm thinking of hockey. He does, he does video games You're weekly, thinking, though. I'm thinking yeah, of Chris he does Hockey. Video, Chris Hockey's a musician. He also does comedy. Meat Sauce is a comedian. Meat, meat Sauce is a comedian, Josh. Not even Meat Sauce would call himself a comedian. He does stand-up. Yeah, but it's terrible. What? T- tell me one of Meat Sauce's jokes right now. I can't. It's too dirty. <laughs> See, you're laughing. Too dirty. We're an explicit we're an explicit All right, show. week eight watchable moments. So I'm going to go ahead and write, read my first note on here because it's going to sum up all the games put into one. Um, I slept all Sunday. Um, I watched Cleveland give the ball away three times on three plays, and I fell asleep. Don't remember much before or after that. Your oh. turn. Why, why were you sleeping so much on I Sunday? I was sick on Sunday. Oh, Josh, what happened? What, what the, the Walter's wedding got to you or what? I had to leave Walter's wedding early from it. Well. Yeah, it wasn't good. Must have been the uh, the Anoka flu that got you. Um, yeah, so I mean, the, the only other notes I wrote down in addition to Josh sleeping was Philly romped Buffalo. I know I personally did not see that coming and I'll be the first to admit I got egg on my face. I thought for sure Buffalo, um, not that they're a great home team advantage team, but I thought they'd win that game. They were 6-1 and one going into it, I think. Uh, they got romped by Philly, who was pissed off after losing so many bad games. Um, the Chargers got lucky in Chicago. Last minute field goal missed. Um, no, no doinks this time, but... Um, Chargers got lucky in Chicago and then Carolina there was plenty of white outlines on that field because they got 
murdered in San Francisco, 51 to 13, which we don't talk about it very often. That scores a scoregami, in case anyone knows what scoregami is, 51-13, but woof. I thought, you know, I thought that might be the game where Cam, they were like, all right. I mean, even though they're playing the best team, arguably the best team in the NFC, if not top two, um, but Kyle Allen and company got murdered in San Francisco. Holy cow. That's it for week eight. Did you, nah. did you see any highlights or anything? Nope. I know Pittsburgh almost gave Miami a win, and then Miami realized, <laughs> holy cow, we got to tank this. Yeah. They, Miami went up 14 nothing, and then there was 27 unanswered points from the Pittsburgh Steelers. So Ryan Fitzpatrick's like, let me show people what I can do. And then the coach is like, don't you fucking dare. You put that beard away, sir. <laughs> you put that beard away. All right. Nine. Week nine. What you got, bruh? How's Minnesota gonna do? Can I ask what that accent was? That was my Minnesotan accent. All right. Well, I think Minnesota's going to do a good thing. Um, no, we play. Minnesota, not Jesse. <laughs> um, uh, Minnesota plays Kansas City in Kansas City. It's a noon game, so we got that going for us. I still got a bad feeling Mahomes is going to play. Not that Mahomes and Matt Moore would be drastically different if Mahomes has none of his mobility. I would assume if he played, he'd be playing with a brace and with limited mobility. Certainly has more arm talent than Matt Moore, but if he's stuck in the pocket the whole game, that'd be easier for our defense to rush and get pressure and whatnot. So it's going to be no easy win here. Andy Reid is going to scheme well, just like he did last week against the Pack. So I'm, you know, Zimmer's got his work cut out for him. Certainly, we've seen Zimmer get exposed by Sean McVay and other offensive gurus before. So who knows? We got to get the crowd out of it early. I'm thinking. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's it's not a secret to Minnesota. Every team starts with this philosophy. But you get that hot start. You go up early. Um, make the other team one dimensional. Get the crowd out of it. If we can go up, maybe 14-0, or you know, at least you score in our opening drive would be crucial. But you want to get the crowd out of it because Arrowhead is a tough place to play. Um, last little tidbit of optimism. I heard also on KFAN from Mr. Churching himself, he was excited about the fact that all 53 um, guys in the roster practice today, which I thought was pretty cool. He gets you know, excited uh, when they remember to wipe their ass. <laughs> well, still, I mean, having a, you know, week not going into week nine, having, you know, all 53 guys practice. No, that is, that is cool. a big thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, can't, can't really say that for the Packers. Um, no, I mean, I, I have a lot to, um, I agree with a lot of the things you said, though. Running back, linebacker matchups was something I was going to type in, and then I saw that you did um, because they're, they talked, they're linebackers. They made a change, um, I believe, just before the Denver game um, where they put in Ragland, who is a big um, kind of gap filler um, linebacker who stops the run, um, and that's what their goal is. If they're going to – I mean, they they got to figure something out on how to have that balance because if they stop the run, they can't stop the pass. If they can stop the pass, they can't stop the run. So it's kind of a uh, a, a big uh, issue on their, on that yeah. team. Aaron Jones was exposing them. Yep, and, and I, I, I mean, I think that trend continues. Cook is going to be um, – Cook is going to be huge. This is going to be a um, little bit of a spoiler. Um, this is my fantasy um, fantasy bold prediction as well as my um, bold prediction for the Vikings this week. Um, a, bold, a bold prediction. Yeah, let's not do stupid wordplay. Just did it a moment ago no, with bold. That, no, we're, that's, no, we're past that now. Um, <laughs> Cook is going to get 200 rush yards and 100 receiving yards. And that's the floor? That no, well that's just his, <laughs> that's just what's gonna happen. Okay. That's so uh, three hundred yards out of cook is what you're telling me. I I I I mean Aaron Jones put up what, two twenty five? 
a lot. Yeah, I don't know what the exact number was, but it's yeah, plenty. and I think that I think that the um, the offense runs through Cook more than it does Aaron Jones, and so I think that um, he's going to get more opportunities, even though Jones did get quite a few, um, and and so I think that's going to give him that extra boost to get that three hundred all purpose. Right, I feel that. And uh, just to your last note there, you said, I mean, you wrote Mahomes back question mark. If not, Reed's game plan likely won't change. And I, I agree with that take 100%. Yeah, Reed, get... doesn't, Reed doesn't care his quarterback. He's going to try and attack you, get in your face. Early. They're going to they're gonna get the ball to their playmakers. Um, Nicole Hardman, Tyreek Hill, um, Travis Kelsey, who had a very bad game against the Packers. Um, he's going to try and get the ball into their hands, do some crossing routes, let the play develop, and then um, hope that they can make a move. Right. Uh, Green Bay had L.A. Um, Green Bay is seven and one, going to the Chargers for, I guess, a Chargers home game? Question mark. Allegedly, um, Chargers are three and five right now. Um, stop the run, win by a ton. Let them run; it won't be fun. That was my little rhyming moment. Nailed it. Um, but then also, there's a quote um, because I read your note first. So your note, I'm going to read yours for you. Okay, thank you. It pains me to say it, but this should be an easy win for the Pack what i said and so i had to pull up my bible and i had to read some scripture to find out just kind of what it reminded me of and, and so Do this is what I, I got what book you were in in the bible um yeah the book of fubal um <laughs> pronounced or it's spelled f-u-u-b-a-a-w-e-e-r fubar <laughs> no, the r is silent car. Um, I, i'm not very familiar with scripture so, excuse me quote when a man or team has nothing to lose that's when they are most dangerous it's not when they are on top with all eyes on them do men become animals not to be reckoned with. It's when they are no more than gutter rats, scavenging what, for whatever is needed to survive. When a man or team reaches that point, that's when the ones on top need to be wary. And Jesus, Jesus said that to V. Lombardi. <laughs> uh, in, in the book of Fubao. Yep, Fubao. Yep. Yep. So, I mean, <clears throat> I'm looking forward to it. Obviously, I mentioned earlier a lot of injuries on the Chargers, um, but that doesn't, I mean, who cares? Um, Carson Wentz got injured. Nick Foles won the Super Bowl. You know, it's, <laughs> it's still the NFL. They're there for a reason. That being said, they should win. If they don't win, it's, it's, it's going to be a bad, bad week for Josh. Bad, bad week for Josh. Mm-hmm. A lot of lost blood, losing to a rough um, Chargers team. And you mean you read my one note? Uh, I mean, you read you read the. I mean, your quote. I know I understand some quotes. So you don't control what exactly it says, but it's not necessarily the Chargers are playing for nothing. Because at three and five, the Chargers are shockingly right in the picture, especially with the Chiefs not having Mahomes in their division and the Raiders lost. The Chargers, if they put if they had a miracle finish, they would be right in the conversation. But the AFC also was bad in general, so they could sneak in a wild card. So it's not that they have nothing to lose, but they're just certainly the much worse team at this point just riddled with injuries yeah i mean I, I definitely didn't write that bible passage i know i mean yeah it came right from the bible josh yeah. jesus yeah. said it <laughs> to v lombardi even though i forgot the d in lombardi on the notes no one no one would have known that josh i wasn't gonna call you out i make typos and little fucking mistakes all the time you don't call me out yeah so. any other week nine tingles and jingles or jingles and tingles Ooh, jingles and tingles josh is a really great question i am really really glad you asked it um you know a couple games i'm personally excited for i like chicago at philly just to kind of see again i mean chicago looks like they're done i called at the beginning of the year that chicago was going to be bad i didn't think they'd look quite this bad um and philly was looking pretty questionable until they romped a good buffalo team so i don't really know to expect out of this game it's in philly so you'd think they would win but detroit went into philly and upset philly so who knows 
What do you, you think is going to happen that game, Josh? No, I agree. I think that's going to be a good game. Both teams are kind of looking to find their identity at this point as kind of the trope in the, the football world goes. Um, um, I think that the, the Eagles are going to have to run the ball more, but um, Chicago's defense is pretty stout, even if uh, their offense is holding them back. So, I, I mean, I just think it's going to be a good overall a defensive battle, essentially. Right, yeah. Watch we'll, that be the high-scorest game. In- <laughs> not not, not high-score with Trubisky. Maybe the Eagles put up plenty of points, but not with Trubisky out there. The next game I wrote down for that gave me a little tingle in my jingle was Detroit at Oakland. Um, you know, Oakland, I've been, I was a fan of coming into the season Detroit. I, you know, in our preseason predictions, I had them going 10 and 6 after watching a couple of their games. The team's really stolen my heart this year. So I wish both these teams could win this week. Unfortunately, that's not going to happen. At this point, Oakland has a much better shot of making the playoffs, not because they're better than Detroit, just because the AFC is such shit this year. Or I shouldn't say it's such shit, but there's no like runaway dominance that aren't the Patriots. So who knows? Uh, I'm excited for that game, Josh. Do you give a shit about Detroit at Oakland? I mean, we'll get into it later, but not really. Um, I think, I mean, yeah, Detroit, like you said, they're, I've always had a soft spot in my heart for Detroit. I mean, I love love Barry Sanders, Calvin Johnson, Matt Stafford's a stud. I think that he's one of the more underrated quarterbacks of, of our lifetime, at least. Certainly. Um, I mean, he's, yeah, he's, he's a warrior as Gerb Schmidt would put it. Um, but yeah, no, that game should be decent. Uh, the next one on here I'll, I'll take, cause I think it's both of ours. One, sure. of, one of ours, um, new England at Baltimore. I agree with your note on here about it being the toughest regular season game for new England. Um, apparently I'm surprised the schedule makers haven't gone back to change it to play Cleveland again. Um, but you know, they'll play Baltimore. Um, it's a night game, so get to watch that. Um, and, and just, I mean, the biggest tingle in my jingle at this point is eight 30 game vikings and vikings at noon vikings and chiefs packers at three and then this game at seven holy cow it's gonna be a good sunday good for sunday football. and the first game is what jacksonville and houston. Jacksonville. houston okay and houston really struggled against jacksonville last i just time. threw a team out well uh, i think that's correct because i because okay. later i picked a sean watson as my dud and it was like a 13 12 finish last time and watson fucked me over in fantasy as i recall so yeah and and they asked Gardner Minshew about his um, attire in London, and he said the jorts are on standby. Ooh. So G- Gardner Minshew guaranteed five touchdown game. I think the CBA is up at like the end of this year, or like it, they have to get it done soon. Do you think Gardner Minshew could sneak jorts as part of the field apparel into the CBA? The players can wear jorts on the field. I don't think he cares. I think he's going to do it anyways. <laughs> find me i dare you he'll be like the the michael jordan of the nfl just getting fined every week but wearing jorts yep. sponsored by wrangler of course oh, duh. Uh, i know you don't nor- normally write down games josh but uh, do you do any other games you know of in week nine that uh, tingle your jingle no I, I i was going to i looked at this i always look at the segment and look at the games that you have on there and these are the three that other than the the homer games that stuck out in my mind beautiful all right well let's move on to a little uh little lock and upset josh oh god i gotta get ready to play the music i'm slightly underprepared um but it's good luckily it's an easy button for me to hit god there's so much fun what all right josh locks and upset so looking at the beautiful leaderboard jalen is still up top t right behind him one point back kyle right uh two points behind jalen and then it kind of falls off from there, Josh. You and I have fallen off, not dramatically, but we were up there for a while, and we are now down in the middle of the pack. And, you, you know, as the host of the show, you think we know what we're fucking doing. 
but we certainly don't. Uh, Derek, Eric's, and Aaron still at the bottom of the league. Do you think anyone passes Jalen at this point? I know we're literally only halfway done, but do you think anyone can pass Jalen on the leaderboard? Does he just keep picking softballs and winning games? Well, I was just going to say, you know, if he keeps getting softball picks, then yeah, maybe um, he's going to run run the table out. But um, T has a decent shot. T's been solid. I think he's gotten his last eight or eight. Yeah. And so that's going to – that that that'll help him. Um, Kyle, like you said, is right back there too. So I think that there's still plenty of time, especially when we implement the uh, double upsets. Mm, that'll um, be coming soon. So that's going to be a nice – um, nice little incentive and boost for everybody. But yeah, as far as other people, I don't think like, um, I don't think Aaron or Eric's is going to catch or Derek. No, I don't think so. I kind of agree. Well, here's a, here's a quick discussion question for you, Jess. So we're going to open it up to double upsets to be fair. Do we also open it up to double locks or no? Cause like really the double upsets incentivizes people at the bottom to pick double upsets to try and get more points. Would it then be just as fair to open up double locks so the people up top can try and sit on it, getting less points or well, no? if we're going to go with the, uh, with the Fox Fox um, segment that they got rid of when they found out that a better show was going to start doing they it. They did. That's what they um, I think it's just upsets because they only did the upsets only. They didn't do the double locks. Uh, yeah, I, I don't recall. Personally. I, I mean, that's that's what my memory chooses to remember. So sure. um, we'll just do the double upsets and, and make Jalen sweat it out. Perfect. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, neither of us got our upset last week. I think you're happy to knock your upset. Even I'm stoked. I Tampa. If I don't think anyone else would have watched the Tampa Tampa Bay Tennessee game, but I was disappointed that didn't happen. Um, who do you got this week, Josh? I've got my lock as Buffalo over Washington. Softball. Yep. No, that is definitely a softball. Um, then my non-softball is Detroit over Oakland. Yeah, I was. Uh, I'm gonna guess I'm not surprised to see a lot of people picking that, but the the line in that game changed. I think originally Detroit was favored, and now for some reason Oakland is. Maybe just because it's in Oakland, I don't know. Why do Why do you think this the 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 whatever favoredness changed like that? Honestly, I have no idea. I didn't even know it changed. I just looked and picked it. Oh yeah, I, I couldn't tell you why. So I have this week for my lock. I have San Fran over Arizona. Holy I think that T ball, T ball. I mean, I was gonna say you can accuse people being softballs, but so far here are all the locks we have in Buffalo, San Fran, San Fran, San Fran, Buffalo. <laughs> And I don't, I don't know what Brian yep, is. I know no, Brian's in there, too. Yeah, no, he's Buffalo. <laughs> so, I mean, everyone's going with the softballs for their locks um, as it happens. For my upset, I, I just wrote, I don't know, because I didn't like any of the upsets so far. I think I'm going to wait until deeper into the weekend, see if any of the odds change at all. They probably won't, but so far, I don't like any of the, the upset odds that are out there. So, I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah. Um, once again, Eric's and Akita seem to be on the same page. They both have San Fran and Arizona over Arizona for the lock, and their upset is Detroit over Oakland. I think that's like the third time they've done that this year. I just copied each other. Are you at all worried that Mr. Lafayette might be swooping in on your beautiful marriage, your Maybe. holy matrimony? Maybe. All right, and then Walters uh, also has Buffalo. And then he has the upset I've definitely been thinking about, which is Tennessee over Carolina. Um Ryan Tannehill is not very exciting. Kyle Allen, even less exciting. I forget who the home team is. It's probably Carolina, but I don't know. If I were to pick an upset, it might be that one. And yep. then we already mentioned Brian. He's got Buffalo just like everybody else. And then his upset is actually Denver over Cleveland, which I kind of berated Brian last week for his upset. His upset last week was New York Giants over Detroit. Didn't happen, shockingly. And this week, Denver with um, a quarterback you couldn't even name if you tried. I know I couldn't playing cleveland who also sucks but i mean 
Do you have any? Do you, do you think how possible do you think that upset is? Denver over Cleveland. It's three. I would agree with your three, Josh. That's a that's a good sports analysis type take. Um, just because I want to play the sounder, I think both Buffalo and San Fran are going to be. God damn it! I do this every week. You do, you're bad. I am really bad. Stone cold lock of the century. All week. Anything else you want to talk about in locks and upsets, Josh? Nope. All right, Josh. You know what you got to do then. <clears throat> hang on, hang on. I got to get my pipes clear. Okay. Week nine fantasy fun time. Ooh, that was a quick one this week. That was a little staccato on there as well. I like that. That was nice. Josh, we always start fantasy fun time with our grain of salt, and I feel like I go first quite often. I um, got two more wins this week than I did last week, so I went two and three. Josh, you, I mean, I'm not saying I'm good at fantasy this year, but you seem to be trending in the downward direction these last couple weeks. And is it just bi-week woes, a lot of injuries? What's going on? Um, well, I believe that Devonta Adams got hurt in week four. Okay. And since, the, and for some reason, week five didn't get hit with any bye weeks And then week six, seven, and eight with him on, with him out and bi-week woes. Yeah. I've been three for 15. So you went two for three last week, and then, so what's your overall? Uh, 20 for 20, just like my vision with contacts. 50%. Okay, Josh, you'll still get to the ship. Uh, Last week, I went three and five, so I am still struggling. Um, I'm 34 and 30. You're so fucking bad. (laughs) That's what I'm saying, dude. I'm overall 34 and 30. My only saving grace on the year is all my teams have at least three wins. and only have one. My worst league has three wins. All my other leagues, I have at least four wins. No more than five, of course, because I keep going even every week. But having a bunch of teams with four and five wins, respectively, I'm pretty happy about that. You know, my fantasy philosophy isn't you need to be the top seed, although it certainly helps. But as long as I'm in the playoffs, all I have to do is string together a good week or two, and I'm right in the ship, and I'm in the money. So... I'm happy with my teams. Of course, you would love to be 8-0 at this point in all your leagues, but I'm happy with my outlook and my earning potential so far, so we'll see what happens. Yeah. Josh, top performers of the week. As everyone expected, Daniel Jones was the number one quarterback this week, 28.2. Deshaun Watson, 28, and Aaron Rodgers, 27. Um, Big week for running backs. Aaron Jones, 41.5. Tevin Coleman, 38. Latavius Murray, 37. Um... Wide receivers, Mike Evans, 43, and one big rant. Cooper Cup, 35, and Kenny Galladay, 28. Tight ends, we had Ryan Griffin, white guy, 24 and a half. Darren <coughs> Fells, black guy, 23.8, and John U. Smith, black guy, 20. You have an absolutely breathtaking Heine. Didn't realize we were calling out the race of uh, the different tight ends these days. They weren't racing. I just, it's their skin color. <laughs> uh okay josh um those so those were the top performers of the week did you have any of those guys on your in your lineup this week i know you got cooper cup in a league or two aaron jones in a couple cooper cup in a league um the rest i try to stay away from sean watson i guess you mean ryan griffin is not your every week starter at tight end no how fucking dare you josh that guy's out there busting his ass week in and week out can't even give him the respect he doesn't deserve my god all right josh studs and duds so last week thought i'd be cheeky Ola B.C. Johnson as my stud. Nope. Dude had two catches for like 
I don't know, 27 yards must be because my math is okay. Um, so he underdid his projection by four. Christian McCaffrey, like, this dude's playing the Niners. Even Jamie picked CMC as a, as a dud. He's got to be doing nothing this week. Nope. Outscored his projection by four. So overall, I was negative eight on the week. Sick, dude. Yeah, I had Chase Edmonds as my stud because I didn't think David Johnson was going to play. He was only projected 7.2. He got 3.3 and then got hurt for negative four. Um, but then my dud, Odell, was a dud because the entire Browns team was a dud. He got positive four. Or that got me a net of positive four. And so I finished with point two. You're killing it, Josh. Yeah. Um, Eric's had Juju as his stud. Was pretty studly. Projected 13. Actually got 21. Overall positive 8.4 for Eric's. Jarvis Landry was his dud. Just as you mentioned, the whole Browns team was a dud. Going against New England, who would have guessed? Overall, Eric's was plus niner on the week. Doing better than that was my wife, my lovely wife, Ooh, Nikita. Lovely. Uh, Deontay Johnson got her a positive 10, and then her dud, Keenan Allen, Keenal, uh, got her negative 2.5, so she finished with a net of 12.3. Going in the right direction. Good job, wife. Speaking of not going in the right direction, uh, Walters had a rough week. Um, Good. Yeah, Brandon Cooks was projected uh, 12. That was Walter Stud. Anyone who knows anything about Brandon Cooks knows he got zero fantasy points last week. Jordan Howard was his dud, uh, projected 9.9, actually got 18. So overall, Walters was negative 20 on the week. Brutal. And the rest have not been weekly contributors, so we will skip. I'm just kidding. Brian had Ouch. John Brown as a stud. Um, not quite studly, negative 2.5. Leonard Fournette was his dud. Not quite Dudley, um, negative 0.4. So he finished with negative 2.8. Yeah, I saw Brian in person um, on Monday, and he was like, yeah, man, I should have retired after one. I was like, Brian. That's what we tell him. Yeah, everyone thinks it's so easy to get one hot week. Um, after that was Brad, first-time contributor, had Alexander Madison as a stud, was actually a stud technically to our rules, projected 5.3, got 8.4. Um, so it's positive three, and then Brad had Saquon as his dud. Nope, he was projected 20, got 28. Overall, Brad was negative five and a half on the week. Jamie had Ty Johnson as her stud, projected 12.6. He got 4.8 for negative 8. And then CMC, we went over. So for negative, he got negative 4 um, net. So her total was negative 12. And that Ty Johnson pick, I think, was funny because a lot of people were trying to get him on the waiver wires. Oh, yeah. Um, I, picked I think him up in, in the, the Victorious Secret Coon Rapids League, um, that one, I think he sold for, or he got picked up for 35 free agency dollars. Shit. And he was the second string that week behind um tra carson something like that yeah <laughs> Former um, yeah i'm pretty sure yeah he was the uh because ty johnson ended up being in the backup role that week oh it was tra carson i think his name is like tra it's probably trey but tra sounds way cooler to me it's like uh, truck but just half as big right finally we have uh, i found that this out over the weekend as well aj was apparently one of the nicknames that hammer's mom wanted for him i guess growing up so i'm going to call hammer aj from now on because i think it's funny um so aj had cooper cup as the stud was super studly projected 15 actually got 35 so that's plus 20 for aj and then melvin gordon projected him as a dud just technically not a dud although it was close either way melvin gordon was projected 13.4 actually got 13.6 so um aj was plus 20 on the week easily first place in studs and duds for the week coming up on this week uh, 
I'm conflicted because I've had three bad weeks in a row. I stole the stud pick from Eric. So originally I had Noah Font, and I might switch it back because Noah Font's only projected six. So even if he doesn't do anything, that's only a negative six for me on the week. But Tevin Coleman right now, all the running backup running backups, all the running backs behind Tevin Coleman are banged up on a short week. Tevin Coleman should be this entire offense. He's projected 16.5. It's pretty high, but I think he should be able to outscore that. For this week, I have a dud of Deshaun Watson, the number one quarterback in fantasy, at least in our league, projected 21.1. And again, he struggled against Jacksonville, um, what, four weeks ago, five weeks ago, whenever they played. So obviously, these are different teams and different times at this point, but I'm just hoping Deshaun Watson does the same thing and struggles. So we'll see. I have Tyree Kill as my stud. He's projected 14 going up against Minnesota. They're at home. He did more than that with one week of um, Matt Moore. If Matt Moore has got another week of practice in him, I think he should be able to beat that, Um, especially if Xavier Rhodes is covering him. Um, That was a shot at Xavier Rhodes, by the way. I know. Um, My dud of the week, Jameis Winston. He's projected 19.3. I don't even know who they play. I just don't like the guy. That's 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 fair. Um, so yeah, we'll see what happens with those two. I agree with Tyreek Hill. Um, the dude's just so elusive; it's hard to hard to tamp him down. Um, Tevin Coleman, as I mentioned earlier, was Eric's stud pick, which I stole, projected sixteen point five. And then Kenyon Drake is his dud. I've seen a lot of news come out today that Kenyon is going to be on like a limited snap count, which is going to be rough for Arizona on a short week. I saw they signed Alfred Morris. Is Alfred Morris going to be your guy, Arizona? It's going to be a tough week for you. Kenyon Drake um, currently projected 11.5, so we'll see. Nikita, um, my lovely wife, has Cole Beastly um, as her stud pick, 9.9. And then Adam Thielen, who is another one of mine that I had considered um, coming off that injury, he's projected 14.3, and that's her dud. Yeah, we'll see about that. Who knows? Maybe <clears throat> Thielen's a little more slowed down out of that injury than we thought. Walters has Devin Singletary as a stud. I actually like this stud pick. They're playing Washington. Should be a easy game. Um, who knows how many reps Frank Gore is going to get, though. That'd be my only hesitation. Projected currently 10. Marvin Jones Jr. is Walters' dud. Projected 13.6. Uh, Danny Amendola has been very involved in the passing game these past couple weeks, um, so maybe that's what he's thinking. Marvin Jones doesn't have a three-touchdown game like he did against Minnesota, but otherwise... Did he have four? So. Oh, well, then a four-touchdown game. Um, um, Brian has Cole Beasley as well, projected 9.9, and then Mark Ingram is his dud, and I don't like that pick because I have him in a league. Um, but Mark Ingram <laughs> is projected 11.6. Makes sense going up against the Patriots' defense. Right, it certainly does. Um, you know, Bill Belichick always wants to take away your favorite weapon. I don't know if Mark Ingram would be their favorite weapon, but maybe. I mean, he's probably the most solid over Hollywood Brown and Mark Andrews and whoever else. Good guys, but more unproven talent, I suppose. Um, currently, as of this moment, we have heard nothing from Brad, who was a one-time participant, and I guess I didn't suspect him to participate again. But Brad, nothing. Jamie, nothing. Hammer, nothing. So we'll see if they get him in before kickoff. Any bold predictions? Josh, I do have a bold prediction for the week. Um, I'm thinking Sam Darnold, after seeing ghosts and then having a rough matchup last week, I'm thinking Sam Darnold um, and Adam Gase, who's a petty fuck. I think they want to make a statement game against Miami this week. I'm thinking Adam Gase is like, all right, Sam, this is my former team. Everyone's dogging you. Let's show off what we can do. Adam Gase is allegedly supposed to be a good offensive coach. Haven't seen it the last couple years, but he wasn't bad in Chicago. Anyways, Sam Darnold, top five fantasy QB this week is my fantasy bold prediction. Good for you. Redraft week eight results. Week eight results. We have a side bet winner of T with stay on target. He was two points off of his total projection for the week. Good job, T. Brief walkthrough of all the games. 
And it's also true that money won is a lot sweeter than money earned. Now he's a philosophizer. Oh, were you not listening? Um, brief walkthrough of all the games. Josh, you erased my note that was in there. Why'd you erase my note? Because... Your energy enthusiasm is off the charts. Um, all right, so my matchups on top of my screen, so I'm just going to do that one first. T creamed me 106 to 78. He had Goff with 23, um, Tyra Williams with 18, and then Golden Tate with 16. My team just couldn't put anything together. My top score was George Kittle with 14, so that's a woof. Kirk Cousins was my next with 11, and then Chris Godwin with 10. My team just laid an egg this week. It was a poor performance. You want me to go through all of them? Yeah, it's just a brief walkthrough. You don't need to talk about the players. Just say who beat who. You okay, Josh? You seem a little snippy today. No, I'm fine. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, Jamie beat Garrett in a closer matchup um, than some people might have thought it was going to be. She beat uh, Garrett 132.4 to 128.7. Uh, Christian McCaffrey was her best player with uh, 28 or 27 and a half. Um, Bradley beat Hammer in a not very exciting matchup of the week, but it was 119.7 to 89.3. Bradley was carried by Michael Thomas, who again is just a fantasy stud this week or this year. And then Leonard Fournette also got him 20. Uh, Brian beat Nate 123.8 to 104.6. Deshaun Watson led uh, Brian's crusade along with DeAndre Hopkins, so that um, Houston Texans matchup was really working for Brian this week. Josh, you lost to Willie, 172.9 to 114.3. Um, Aaron Jones, as we mentioned before, top running back of the week. That's who Willie had rocking for him. And then Kenny Galladay, Kenny Galladay also had 28. And Dalvin Cook with 26. So Willie's team continues to appear unstoppable. Jesse beats your wife, 129.9 to 120.2. Jesse led by Aaron Rodgers and then Julio Jones. Stefan Diggs with a 20 bomber as well. Uh, Nikita had a good week, just not good enough. Latavius Murray led her with, was that 36.7? It's a pretty good week. Um, lastly, we have Derek playing his girlfriend, Robin. He beat his girlfriend, 116 to 99.4. Yep, we're calling the cops on that one. But uh, Drew Brees, Derek's newest addition to the team, got him 25. Uh, David Montgomery got him 25 almost as well. And then Chris Carson with 15. Robin's team just didn't have enough juice in the tank this week. Josh, any, any other thoughts on the matchups this week? Screw you, Willie. <laughs> no, no, no thoughts. How about them standings? Josh, I'm glad you asked. We did talk about how we were going to talk about the standings this week, so i got to pull up the right sheet, so i got to make sure I'm not just talking out of my arse. Um, oh, my God, where'd it go? There it is. Okay, um, so currently, technically, Jamie is in first place because she is 7-1. and one. Oh, my God. Oh, of course. All right, give me just one second here. I screwed everything up. Sure did. There we go. I fixed it. Um, so Jamie's in first at seven and one. Both Willie and Jesse are in second at six and two. Willie, of course, with way more points for than anybody else. Um, Josh, you are uh, the oh, no, no, excuse me. Josh and Brian are both five and three. Would you ever thought you'd be tied for Brian in the standings? A wakes in Josh after that draft. No. Yeah. Um, there's a bunch of us at four and four. You got me. You got Bradley. You got Nikita, Garrett, and T. All four and four. T also a sneaky team that should not be four and four. Hammer is two and six, along with Derek and Robin, and then Nate all the way down at the bottom, number fourteen, with um, a one and seven record. So I just uh, foreshadowed Willie, who has 112, or excuse me, 112, 1200 
points for. Next closest person is like 225 away. Is Willie, is his team immune to having a bad week at this point? Does he just run away with the league? I mean, unless everybody gets hurt. Right, because it's not like it's not like Willie's being carried with like one or two players like Jamie. Like his entire team is stacked. Right. Yeah, no, I think, <clears throat> I mean, we'll get my final predicted finish. I have that typed yep. up. I see that. Um, I have Willie as his top just because he is stacked. Jamie at two just because Christian McCaffrey and Holmes. Um, and then just the rest of the roster is, <clears throat> it's not stacked, but it is well-rounded. Um, I like your team. It's rounded overall. I put me in fourth because it's me. Uh, Jesse's sneaky good. Brian has top, top-notch top wide receivers. Um, he's in six in mine. And then Brad and Nikita are rounding out the top of our – or the bottom of the playoff um, push. Um, Brad's was a pity pick, and then Nikita's my wife. Um, but then Garrett and Hammer are both bad. I have them missing the playoffs. Robin, her team is all hurt. T is laughable. And then Derek is just unlucky, and Nate is not making enough transactions. Usually he's already in the triple digits at this point. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Um, and your kind of your predictions match up with the points for, shockingly enough. We Again, we can't talk about Willie enough and his points for 1,200 points. Jamie's the next closest, I think, at uh, – or she is. I just sorted it that way. I'm stupid. She has 990. Um, Jesse's in third with 966. I'm in fourth with 961. All the way at the bottom is Robin with only 800. So a 400-point spread between first and last place. That's a lot of fucking points. Um uh looking at points against Derek has the most points against that's why he's having an unlucky year but his points for is way down there as well he has a thousand points against Willie um next most points against so that's how you know Willie's the real deal he's six and two with the second most points against um least points against is T so that's kind of why we see him sneaking up there he's four and four because he's had the easiest schedule so far Bradley with second fewest points against and then Jamie with a third fewest points against not that her team needs it necessarily but maybe she'd have one or two more losses if those match Matchups were closer. Yeah. Uh, we don't really care about the home or away records. Um, looking at the streaks here. So Willie has won five games in a row. Very impressive. Very impressive team, though. So it's not shocking. Jesse's won three in a row. Brian's um, Brian and Bradley have both won two in a row. Nate has lost his last six. That is a woof from Nate. Robin has lost her last three. Um, Garrett and Josh have lost their last two. So I mean, no one's too streaky in this league other than Willie in the positive and Nate in the negative. As far as transactions, most transactions, Brian's been trying to save his team. He's moving up with 19. Josh, you're second with 18. Um, is it just because all these injuries or what's making you got so many moves? Are you streaming a lot this year? Streaming a lot of kickers and defenses. That's that's a lot of kickers? How many kickers have you? Are you trying to get the top kicker every 42. week? 42. Hey, Josh. No, I usually pick up a kicker, and then their next week is a bye week, I found out. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, and then T has the least moves. There's only four moves. We've been dogging T's team all year. Probably should have more moves than four. He is four and four. Again, though, he had, like, the second or the most points against or the fewest points against, so maybe that's why. But, yeah, where's fucking Nate on this list? Nate is at... Nine. He's at nine, huh? Nate. Got to get that count up, up, dog. Um, but, yeah, so th- those are just kind of a brief um um, standings whatever you want to call it snapshot eight weeks in josh already kind of went through his projected finish and so um, i just want to put that in a slightly different perspective just with what the projected playoff bracket is not according to josh but according to espn Um, right now it would be nikita playing jamie um, brian playing josh 
I'd be playing Jesse, and then Bradley would be playing Willie. So, so long to Bradley in that one. But, um, you know, single elimination, no buys this year because we've got eight playoff teams. So it's uh, you got one chance. Do you think do you think you'd beat Brian if the playoffs were today or this week? Absolutely. Suck it, Brian. Uh, I don't know if I could beat Jesse or not. So who knows? I couldn't. I couldn't. I don't know. Aaron Rodgers is too good. Duh. <laughs> uh yeah so that those are just the standings like i said a snapshot eight weeks in we will not talk about the standings next week but um we'll talk about them the week after that as we get closer to the playoffs week nine preview week nine preview all right josh side bet this week is dead weight winning team with the lowest scoring starting player in the case of a tie second lowest scoring tying player will be the tiebreaker as decided now by me First matchup on my list is Gar, 4-4, four and four, at Nikita, 4-4. Four and four. Nikita's team's banged up or on bye. She's been telling me about it all week, although I still have confidence that she is going to pull out the victory. Oh, yeah. I do. I think because I think she got Jalen Samuels. I think that he is a good shot of lighting it up because he's going to be their only running back that's healthy at this point. Um, and, and, and even if um, – um connor plays there i think he's gonna be limited um i i mean i still like her team overall so i think that she has a good shot of beating you no knock on your team it could go either way right yeah i mean i definitely think the game is closer than what's currently projected i'm currently projected to win 122 to nikita's 96 and those are both with full rosters i you know i've been tinkering lately and i can't tell if it's been helping me or hurting me in all my leagues i'm not really keeping track of what the exact moves are but um yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll see. Uh, I think it will be a close game. I'm gonna, you know, since we go through and pick every week, I'm gonna pick myself just because I want to have a little bit of confidence and try and make it to the playoffs. But that's the matchup. Um, oh, I I guess I'll go. Oh, is, so you're gonna pick Nikita? Yeah, I already wrote it down. Well, I know you wrote it down, but you didn't like. I don't think you affirmerized it. I firmerized it. Go. <laughs> Uh, the next matchup is, is Jamie and AJ. You should do it. Jamie at AJ. Newlywed showdown. The 7-1 and one Jamesters against the 2-6 and six Acers. AJ needs better running backs. Jamie still has Mahomes questionable. Um, but no crazy poor matchups. Think it'll be close. I have AJ taking this one. I think AJ is going to beat his wife, huh? Every day. <laughs> A lot of that going on in this league. So right now, uh, Jamie's projected to win 118-102. to 102. I was looking at. The, I like to like to pick the teams live. None of these matchups are crazy. Matt Stafford at Oakland could be the deciding factor if Matt Stafford could do anything like he um, like Aaron Rodgers did against that Oakland team. Holy cow! Um, Christian McCaffrey is questionable. I guess I didn't know that, but I think I'll take Jamie with this one just because I'm going to ride with her team, even being Mahomesless. No, it's not a very sexy pick, but I think Matthew Stafford is going to be the X factor in this matchup. Uh- Nate sitting at one and seven at Garrett four and four. I, I mean Garrett is playing against Nate, who's all but cashed in, um, and so I, I took Garrett. Yeah, I mean Nate's team is looking rough. He currently needs two starters. I'm sure he'll fix his lineup by you know game start. Currently, Garrett's projected to win one twelve to eighty three. Nate puts in two more guys. It's maybe one twelve to ninety five. Depend. I don't know. You can't find studs to plug in at this point, but. Um, yeah, get, I get dog Garrett every week. He's currently in ninth, but you know I think he goes to five and four this week. I'll take Garrett along with you. His team's just just good enough to beat the worst, current worst team of the league. So, um, you know Terry McLaurin is really in the flex as a sexy flex. So I like that one. 
Yeah, Willie beats Brad this week, um, moving to seven and two. Yeah. Uh, the next game is. Um, is that is that okay? No, that's fair. Yeah. Okay. Brad, so you're getting destroyed this week. Sorry. So but. the next game is Jesse six and two at Brian five and three. Brian's coming in hot. He has eight out of nine player advantage over Jesse, and Jesse needs some studs. And with Rogers, he which would which oh which Rogers will he get? <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was saying, I don't think I typoed too badly there, but yeah, it took me a second. Um, but yeah, so I I agree. I think Brian's. I mean, he's coming in hot. He has the wide receiver advantage. Um, surprisingly, and the number back. one quarterback. Yeah, Deshaun Watson, and surprisingly, the running back advantage. Um, and so I took Brian. Yeah, I mean, I with the notes I left that you read, I, I think I have to lean Brian as well. Jesse's team is still sneaky good, and he has the better record than Brian. But Brian's just putting together at the right moment. Number one quarterback, you know, three probably easily the best receiver tree on the league um, with Ty DeAndre, and uh, he has another good one. I mean, he must be on a bye this week. But John Brown, John Brown is currently his third wide receiver. I dropped him er, uh, earlier in the league, but uh, yeah, I have to take Brian in this one. Sorry, Jess, but. Um, Brian's team is just too hot at the moment. He's getting hot at the right time, and uh, you know he's going to put it together. All right, Josh, Robin, two and six, going up against Moi, five and three. Um, definitely agree with your note. All hedges on DD and Adams. If they underperform, then I'm screwed. Um, but I don't think they will. I think that if Adams plays, he comes out. He's going to come back, pick up right where he left off. 18 catches, 180 yards, five touchdowns. Book it. Book it. Book it, okay. Dano. You want that to be your fantasy bold prediction? Of the no, week? I already did my fantasy bold prediction of the week. Um, no, I mean it does hedge on those two guys. Um, Mark Andrews going up against uh, um, New England probably isn't going to be pretty, but hopefully he can get in the end zone at least once. Yeah, that'd be nice. <clears throat> and then, so who uh, who are you going to play at defense this week, Josh? Are you just going to go defenseless? I'm going to wait until Sunday at 11:55. Well, what about the 8:30 game? What if you want the Jacksonville or Houston defense? One of them's going to be available. <laughs> I got to change it. I don't know who I'm going to go on defense yet. I'll figure it out. <laughs> uh, do you have a defense on the bench or no? Yep. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, Robin's team is just not good this year. Her, her team looks sexy, but we, we talked about in the beginning. Those injuries are killing her, so I have to go Josh this one as well. Oh. Not very exciting pick segment this week, but, you know, the way she fucking goes, boys. All right. Uh, T is 4-4 four and four at Derek's 2-6. and six. Um, Both teams, garbage. Um, need some plug and play free agents, big player weeks. Uh, Derek has a better matchups this week, as you said. Um, I'm going to go with T though, just because the record and I think T gets lucky and somehow gets a ton of points from Eckler or Gordon. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think that's fair. So right now, Derek is drew. He has drew Brees and Greg Zerline both on a buy in his lineup. T only has Jared Goff in his lineup. So Derek is missing more players and he's already projected to beat T. Um, but I, it's hard for me to project without them putting their other guys in there. I don't fucking know, dude. I think I'll give this one to Derek. I'd love to think T gets gets lucky, but I don't know. I think Derek. I don't think Derek's gonna make the playoffs, but I do think he's still trying. Derek's not one to just kind of give up on the fantasy year. And so when he made that trade with Brad, it showed me there's still life in Derek's tank. Maybe not a playoff team, but maybe good enough to win the consolation bracket. There's money in that, so no one should be giving up on this league just yet. Maybe yeah. extra ping pong balls if we actually do that next year, which nah. we should. Nah, Josh, how dare you? Nah, because that's done already. We got to do something new and creative like envelopes. Like envelopes? What do you mean like envelopes? You get a giant container with envelopes with names in them. That would be pretty original. I don't think anyone's ever done anything like that before. NBA's never heard of it. No. That's idiots they don't know what envelopes are over there all right josh uh, we have reached the outro segment of our show under an hour not quite we're at 106 currently 
Bill's contract. Rewind. <laughs> Got to restart. We want to redo the whole thing over and just whole talk thing. faster? Keep it under an hour. <laughs> okay. No, nah, I'm just kidding. Have any final words, Josh? Again, you already talked about your, you know, not non-existent Halloween plans, but anything, anything else exciting in your no, life? No. How about words? you? Are you going to get on COD after this? And I mean, probably. Do you want me to get on COD? Yeah, because it is your Friday. It's so, <laughs> oh yeah, it's my so, Friday. So you're going to stay up until at least what ten fifteen then? Ten thirty. Holy sh, Josh! Yeah, the cows come home. That's- let's see how dark it is outside the cows better be fucking home by now dude it was dark at like when i got here almost at six oh these cows in big lake they're a feisty they've got some party cows going do they yeah, do they happen to drink I'm... spotted cow no this is minnesota now wisconsin <laughs> all right i gotta go do some stuff in the garage before i have another beer you have a great evening i will see you when you're done doing the things that i don't know how to do with producing well, Josh, thank you for having me per usual. Have fun in your garage. Um, I will just say thank you for listening. Um, to Thanks, Nikita. I love you. Bye. <laughs> um, Nikita, Ryan Walters, Eric's, Eric Landvik, although I think he's dead. Jamie, Levy, Zatch, Brian, AJ, Brad, Jesse, Jordan. Thank you all so much for listening. We enjoy what we do. Um, it is just a hobby for us, but... It's still fun to do every week. Don't forget, you can engage the show, hiddenunksoverdose at gmail.com, facebook.com slash hoodpod, or 763-220-0402. We love you all so much. We appreciate you, and we will talk to you next week. Oh, my God, why is the music not playing? (laughs) Okay, so just a slight technical difficulty while I try and figure out why my um music is not playing okay well that's that's sick dude i'll just open it up the old-fashioned way while i vamp here um i wonder what anyone else is doing for halloween i'll be doing literally nothing maybe handing out candy but uh yeah all right i got the song up now i'm just gonna take a second to load again i love you all and uh talk to you next week